today on the DML News Podcast, Joe Biden looks like a very old man as he's talking to ghosts again. There's new statistics about Chinese crossing the southern border that is going to shake you at the core. And Tucker Carlson allegedly interviewing Vladimir Putin. Plus, there's a lot of chocolate in New York City, and I'm talking about the black people. Wait, I didn't say it. Black person did. We'll get to that and so much more. And it's all unfiltered. Dennis Michael Lynch gives you his word and he will never let you down. He will always fight for America. The only one who really puts his money where his mouth is, is Dennis Michael Lynch. Hello, I'm Dennis Michael Lynch and I thank you for joining me today. Across from me is my son, Denny. Over on the controls is my son, Ryan. We've got a good program for you today. We're going to jump right into it. But before we do, let me just tell you this. I'm going to hold this up. I don't know which camera Ryan's got going right now, but it's allegedly this one. See this tincture right here? This is magic. It's magic in a bottle. All right. So basically, DML CBD pet tincture, DMLCBD.com slash pet, P-E-T. There's a buy one, get one free right now for the pet tincture. And uh, just to kind of show you, hey, Robin. This is Robin. Robin uses the pet tincture. Check him out. He's on a podcast. See how chill out he is? That's right. So it's excellent, right? Can help. I gave pet. him some this morning. Did you? Yeah, that's why. There he's you just, go. He's nice and chill. He's hanging out. out. He's not barking. He's not all anxious, oh. right? He's feeling good. He's got his legs up here and the whole thing. He's doing well. All right, Robin. I'm going to put you back down, buddy. <laughs> So anyway, buy one, get one free. Uh, the buy one, get one free ends, by the way, it ends tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day. All right, so please get in there, dmlcbd.com slash pet. All right, so Denny, I, w- I want to start off the program here with Joe Biden. Now, over the weekend, uh, you were saying yesterday, we had some friends over, and we were talking about various different topics. And one of our friends, uh, father, has uh, Alzheimer's. And we were talking about the symptoms of Alzheimer's. And she said, you know, when I see Joe Biden walk, when he's got that shuffle, she says that I would swear he's on the cusp of dementia or Alzheimer's. And, you know, over the weekend, we didn't really get to do anything with it on the podcast. There was a whole video released from James O'Keefe, the undercover uh, investigator, if you will, where he interviewed a cybersecurity chief from the Biden White House. And he was saying undercover that many of the people in the administration realize that Biden is probably fighting the uh, early onset or halfway into, if you will, dementia or something of that level. Uh, Ryan is playing the video right now of Joe Biden just yesterday after having a very light schedule, looking like a man who has been beaten down and can barely operate. I mean, he just looks funky comedina, man. I mean, he's bad news, Denny. Totally. I mean, if we're even talking specifically about are we going to jump into that Nevada one where he was speaking in Nevada, like specifically with the Mitterrand moment? Of course, we're going to play the video right now. Why don't you introduce what's going on? Right. So let's start off with the fact that it's going to be almost difficult to hear him because to your point, um, his age has caught up to him so much that he's not even properly speaking into his microphone when he's at the Nevada event. Because when I saw 
the video that we'll introduce, I was trying to find a one with better audio. I'm like, I don't think there is because, you know, I'll, if you're watching, I'll do it visually. He's walking away from this. So you're trying to listen in. He's talking very far away yes. from the microphone. But if you were able to hear him, uh, you will notice that during his speech, he said that recently, emphasize on recently, after he was elected, uh, he spoke with Germany's Mitterrand um, regarding about how America is going to come back, uh, you know, from, you know, the uh, era of Donald Trump. Uh, two issues with that statement. One, Mitterrand, uh, Francois Mitterrand, Francois. is not from Germany, which I'll give Biden credit. He somewhat corrects himself. Uh, but where he doesn't correct himself is that Mitterrand died in 1996 and hasn't been the president of France for quite a long time. And he never corrects himself on, on, on that endeavor. So people have pled guilty. You know, right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. And it was in it was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for? And I looked at him and the, and the Chancellor of Germany said, what would you say, Mr. President, if you picked up the paper tomorrow in the London Times, and the London Times said, thousand people break through the House of Commons, break down the doors. Two bobbies are killed in order to stop the election of the prime minister. What would you say? I never thought about it from that perspective. What would we say if that happened in another democracy around the world? Yeah, I, I can tell you, based on that conversation with our, our friend this weekend and the fact that this was in my morning briefing and I can read the comments that say, I had a grandpa who had dementia. This is exactly what it looked like. I had a father who had dementia. This is exact. I had a husband who just had to be put in a nursing home. This is exactly what it looks like. Uh, I don't know how they're going to parade him around mm-hmm. all the way until November. And I would just even suggest, you know, if, if it's not going to be Newsom, Kamala, or anyone else, if this is it, it's Joe Biden, just do us all a favor. Keep him in the basement. We already, we, we, we know how this is going to play out. I mean, it's good cannon fodder for us for these these uh sound bites but you know at this point unless you're totally just ignorant to it you know he's not of sound mind and it's just criminal that they are pushing and parading him around like this when he can barely speak well the fact that the democrats are sticking with him as the candidate uh, is sort of questionable because when you look at him and you look at what you're talking about how he's saying things like that you know biden uh, kind of just laughed off Trump saying, yeah, I'd love to debate. I'd love to debate Joe Biden. And uh, Joe Biden's obviously not going to debate him. And unfortunately, see, this is where Trump sometimes lays his own problems. You know, Trump said, I'm not going to debate Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. And although I understand why he did it, uh, in fact, I think there are multiple reasons why he did it. I think number one reason by and large, is that the lawyers told him they are going to try to trip you up and you may say something that will actually incriminate yourself. Don't do it. Number two is, from a strategic standpoint, it was like, why would I sit down with these people that are not even close to my caliber? It's ridiculous. So he gets the pass and it worked perfectly for him, to be quite honest. But now it's going to be turned on him. 
because Joe Biden's going to say in the same way that guy didn't debate DeSantis and Haley, I'm not giving him a stage. He's a liar. He's a criminal. He's got 91 counts against them. A lot of days they're going to go down the whole thing. I ain't even giving him the stage. Are you kidding me? So to that degree, what we don't get is the chance to see Joe Biden on that national stage for two hours getting pounded. And it's a shame because you're not going to hear about his dementia and his Alzheimer's um, if that's actually what he's got. You're not going to hear that from the mainstream media. They may dabble a touch of it, but you're not going to get that in a big way because they, it's, we've talked about it. It's, it's omission. It is lying through omission. And, you know, every president always takes the opportunity of having an interview at the Super Bowl. And Joe Biden has turned down having an interview at the Super Bowl this year. You've got to question yourself, why is that? And maybe he's slipping so badly at the same level, think about what it is that we could be looking at, Dennis. You've already said it. I think you're going to hold to it. There's going to be some kind of major shocker that's going to pop up before this election. I'm still not confident that Joe Biden's going to get to the finish line. I'm not. He's just too sick looking. He's just too bizarre in all of his mannerisms. Totally. Well, when you when you're an incumbent president and then it comes to election year, you basically have two roles, which is to lead the nation, which he's already doing terribly, and then also campaign, which, as we know, from the first time around in 2020, you really can't do. And that was in 2020. Now we're four years later and it's even worse. I, I to your point, that schedule is already light. It's going to get a little more metastasized as it gets closer to November. That's how, how it always goes. I don't know how he's going to pull it off without more of these gaffes or misspeakings or even uh, the video of him shuffling along on the, the White House lawn, you know, the little the little old man walk. It's, uh, you know, and, and again, th- this is even not so much, an, it is an age thing, but it's a specific particular individual thing because Trump is, you know, what, 70, I 77? 77. He's not doing the shuffle walk. He may have like a little uh, uh, brain fart like the you know, Nikki Haley, Nancy Pelosi thing. But that, but that could be a misspeaking like that you have, that even I have. So the only reason I bring that up is because SNL, not that I watch it, but I'll see the clips at this point because it's so far from the Norm MacDonald days. Uh, you know, they tried hammering on uh, Trump doing the misspeaking with the Nancy Pelosi, Nikki Haley thing. They even brought Nikki Haley on to SNL, which just gives you every indication yeah. where she's going. Let's just hit the brakes on that, okay? Because I'll tell you what, I just gave a speech and I had to speak for an hour and 20 minutes. And they said to me, uh, will you be speaking at the podium? And I said, no, I'd like to have a table and chair. Now, I don't have a teleprompter. Trump does, right? But I have my own notes. I chose the chair because... An hour and 20 minutes standing in a room like that at a podium is brutal. I'd rather sit down and just be able to relax. Donald J. Trump gets up and holds two-hour rallies where he's entertaining, he's congenial, he's able to read, you know, he's smart, and he's standing in a suit and tie. I just basically had a sports jacket opened. I mean, he's standing in hot airplane hangers. I was in an air-conditioned ballroom. I'm 54 years old. He's 30 years my senior. I'm 20 years my senior, 25 years my senior. 
and he's able to do that, there's never a comparison to Donald J. Trump and to uh, Joe Biden. It's night and day. And the problem we have is that if something does happen indeed to Joe Biden, the great news about Joe Biden being where he is right now is that the other people around him are sort of managing which way things go, and they're going bad. But if Kamala Harris gets the keys, those people who are sort of managing everything, which I believe Taylor, somebody asked me at the speech, who's running the country? I said, Barack Obama. Barack Obama's running the country through all the people that are around Biden. Well, if something happens to Joe Biden, Kamala Harris steps in. She, she's going to tell all those people to get the hell out of here. She's going to be the head woman in charge. I, I disagree. Oh, come on. No, the reason I disagree, I mean, think about it. You could just hear it in her speeches. There's two differences. You know, when, when you look at um, Biden from his younger days, mm -hmm. you know, still slimy, but he was a slick talker. Mm -hmm. Kamala is not old. She doesn't have dementia and she can't form a good speech. She's the kind of person that says, I might have the leadership role, but I'm going to take everyone else's ideas, everyone else's input, and then try to make it my own. So I don't think the Barack is running the White House ends with Biden. I, I oh. think it would still totally con continue with Kamala. Kamala Harris. You're in your 50s. You have the power. See, the thing about Biden, see, Biden wanted to be the president his whole entire career. He tried before. He failed on it. He failed, right? He's always wanted to be president. He finally gets there. And we've watched him in these three years make a massive slide. I mean, he was tough to begin with in terms of listening to him at the beginning. But when he was in the debates, the Democrat debates, you know, he held his own. He was up against Trump. He held his own. People said they thought he was medicated. It doesn't matter. He held his own. Now, in the three years, he slid. He doesn't even know what's going on. He doesn't know those other people around him are pulling the strings. You want to know why? They don't even tell him what's really going on. Kamala Harris has her wits about her. And you give her that kind of power, she's not going to be like, oh, what do you guys all want to do? She's going to try to take it over and grab it by the gonads. Trust me on that one. I but, may have disagreement there. I don't, right. I don't give her enough intelligence points to effectively have her own ideas or decision makings. Just look at her... I don't know, track record as a senator, even her track record as a VP. She's been a, she's been a sleepy VP purposely. No, I um, think you're dead wrong on this one. But anyway, she would be the head uh, colored lady in charge, and that's how she would sell herself. And speaking of head colored people in charge, Mayor Adams from New York City. Now, let's just lay something out here for one second. Uh, over the weekend... Like Denny said, we had seen some friends, but I also had, I had an incredible party. In fact, Mary and I are going to talk about that on the Wine and Talk this weekend. And I was with a lot of people who were from New York. And we were talking about how it is that you cannot go to New York City anymore. That it is a colossal disaster. Absolute disaster. I saw one of my buddies... Um, has to he's he's a baseball he used to be a baseball player and now he's doing stuff for major league baseball and he had to move to manhattan so he said dennis he says the hotels are all inundated with illegal aliens he says they've taken the sidewalks in front of the hotels and they've closed them off for pedestrians because now they are the playgrounds for the illegal aliens he says it's everywhere. He goes, homelessness is everywhere. Crime is everywhere. I mean, he, he used to play for the New York Yankees. He hasn't been in New York since that was maybe 15 years ago. And he says he couldn't get over 
how horrifying this place is. He says, I, I, you know, I'm, this is where my job is. I got no choice. Horrifying. So everybody knows that they're running short on money. They got homelessness. They've got drugs. They've got crime. Everything is a nightmare in New York City. But Mayor Adams must think that it's going great. So he had a presentation the other day, and he gets up and listen to the way he speaks about the black people that he has put in charge in New York City. Listen to this video and how he describes them. Stand up. They need to see you. Deputy Mayor Williams Ison, Deputy Mayor Mira Josie, Deputy Mayor Amazar, Deputy Mayor Maria Torres Springer. Have you ever seen this much chocolate leading the city of New York? And then go down the line. Look, look who's here. This is representative of the city. That's why people are hating on me. You trying to figure out why they're hating on me? They're hating on me because those are, how many of you go to church? Ma'am, this is a Matthew 21 and 12 moment. Jesus walked in the temple. He saw them doing wrong in the temple. He did what? He turned the table Came over. I went to city hall to turn the table over. First woman police commissioner of color, first Spanish-speaking police commissioner, first Spanish-speaking uh, uh, correction commi co com commissioner. Go through the line of what we're doing. So, Dennis, I mean, it's sort of like he compared himself to Jesus there for a moment, a black Jesus, of course, but he is touting about the first woman commissioner, the first black commissioner, the first Spanish-speaking commissioner. When you think of New York City right now, what do you think of? Uh, homelessness, crime, a uncontrollable migrant crisis, veterans being put out on the street, uh, people feeling just generally unsafe and also feeling like their money is just being burnt. Okay, so the poster child here, the poster, the poster is if you put a lot of chocolate, you're going to wind up getting a bunch of melted chocolate. That, that's why I'm saying, like, he shouldn't be proudly uh, racking off those accolades because he's like, first this, first that. Like, all right, well, we're going to attribute that to the fact that the city is completely dying, so it's all under your watch. And you look, you know, uh, we, we won't bother with the clip, but again, Chicago, Mayor Johnson, just recently, you know, he said he was going to go to the border, doesn't go to the border. Someone asked him, why haven't you gone? I got soccer games to go to. And again, these are his words. And I'm busy raising three black kids with a black wife. And when you look at these mayors, Mayor Johnson, Mayor of uh, the one before him, Lightfoot, Lightfoot uh, Mayor Adams, th th these black mayors, they absolve themselves from any criticism, any critique, any issues by always playing the race card. And that's why I think George Soros purposely funds these DAs and mayors is because he knows that anytime you go after them, like uh, Mayor Adams, you and your chocolate, you know, administration here, because again, his words, his words, um, you know, it's not like Proud, we're just proudly, his proudly words. saying it, but if we said it, you know, we'd be condemned or, you know, freaking deep. Hey, if he says it, I'm going to say it. Yeah. He I mean, we're using his, it. He called his team chocolate. Okay. I didn't call him chocolate. Now had you, uh, and I got up and said, by the way, we think mayor uh, Adams put a whole lot of too much chocolate on the, the, the day us. We would be, I mean, hung upside down to dry. Again, and this is where the probably the biggest issue of it all, that, that's how they view themselves. Whereas like me, the normal person, 
I don't view them as like, oh, it is the first of this and that and the chocolate gang. I view them as these are the leaders of the city and they are not leading. They are literally destroying the city. But that, that's not the image that they have in their own minds, you oh. know? And, and Mayor Adams has to be the biggest walking hypocrisy because one press conference, he talks about how, you know, Biden's failing the entire country, the city's overrun. And then you got that. It, it's the, uh, the code switching, you know? He'll talk formally at a press conference, but when it's something like that, he goes into that tone. So, you know, if their, their whole credit uh, system is going to be based on the color of their skin... I, they may want to rethink the messaging because that's what's going to be attributed to Ryan. It. Ryan is going to play over my voice right now. He's going to play a video. Uh, there is no sound to it, but it is a video. Uh, we got this from the New York Police Department itself. It is of an illegal alien on a scooter, on a moped, dragging a woman that they has just had her iPhone stolen and smashes her into a pole. I mean, when you watch this, you could play it over and over, Ryan, as I'm talking here four or five times. It is unbelievable to watch this video and to think that Mayor Adams can't see what he's created in in that city. De Blasio was a nightmare, but this guy is a nightmare times two. And so, yeah, all right. Well, I guess this is what it is. If you're going to put chocolate up on up, up up on the dais and say, hey, these are the leaders that are creating New York into what it is, I guess uh, the chocolate isn't all so good. Maybe we should go back to vanilla. I have no idea. What's your thought? Well, I was going to say, mean, I'm, I'm curious if that uh, stolen phone video is part of a wider thing that's going on. New York police have arrested a handful of migrants they believe are connected to a string of citywide cell phone robberies, totaling 62 thefts. NYPD is now looking for seven more migrants who identify with a 14-member gang. That, 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 that is what the city is dealing with. That's why if you're not tied to that city, you got to move out. It's only going to get worse. This was uh, from 14 hours ago. Breaking. Two more cop-beating thugs released in New York without bail. Shamar Green assaulted an NYPD police officer on February 4th. He was released today without bail by a Manhattan judge. David Daniels assaulted NYPD cops on the subway on February 2. He was also just released. That's New York. That's New York. Both of the people, by the way, are black. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's it's when you put, uh, as he described his team, chocolate in place. You know, you got to make sure that you're always protecting the chocolate. Well, I, it, I don't know. And, and, and going after it, the vanilla because the vanilla is all the bad, I guess. Vanilla it, doesn't taste as good as chocolate, they say. It's gotten to a point where unless one of these migrants is actually murdering someone. They have they, murdered someone, Dennis. Well, what are you talking about? These migrants murder people all the time. They rape them. They murder them. Yeah, I, yes. What I was saying is that unless they literally murder them, because they, I'm not saying they haven't because they have. Right. There's no accountability. You can steal. You can beat up cops. You can just be an absolute vagrant. And you're still free to go. You're released. I mean, that, that, that last week when the cops were beat up, I think that's kind of become a catalyst for migrants realizing that they're absolved from any, from any uh, you know, actual um, responsibility. Well, I want to kind of, in the same breath, show you something here. This is on my Twitter account. It says, Bully 
ask student to be a racist as possible for five seconds. So for those people just listening, we're about to show a video that's almost unbelievable in its sights. There is a white young man sitting at a table in a cafeteria at a school. And a black student comes up to him and asks him to be as racist as he possibly can for five seconds. And the white kid says, what, be racist for five seconds? He says, no, I'm not going to do that. And the black guy jumps him, pummels him, smashes a chair over his head. Wait until you see this video. Ryan, play the video. Five seconds to be as racist as possible? No. Yeah. So, you know, the white versus black thing, it's not the white people carrying this out. It's the blacks carrying it out. So when you've got somebody like uh, Mayor Johnson in Chicago, when you've got somebody like Mayor Adams in New York, when you've got that woman, she's black, the mayor, the, the black mayor in D.C., when you've got the black uh, people in charge, even the Obamas, talking about how bad the white people are and all the systemic racism, it's really hard to find it. You never see the videos where the white kid's going up to the black kid and saying, hey, by the way, you're black, so I'm just going to beat the crap out of you for no good reason. It's always the other way around. And until we push back and say, no, we're not going to take your bullshit narrative anymore. All right, you want to call yourself chocolate? You know, I'll, I'll call you chocolate. I have no problem. If that's what you want me to do, you want me to call you chocolate, I'll call you chocolate. But I didn't want to call you chocolate. You referred to you as chocolate. You know, you're the one who's striking up the racism with your entire with your entire race. It's their own inner circle that's doing it. You know, same thing. If you or I say the N-word, the word, world melts down. But they'll sit there and call each other the N-word. And they wonder why people look at them with the side eye. And, and listen, unless you call it out, it's just going to continue to continue. Now, as far as calling things out... Um, there is a border bill that we talked to you about yesterday. This border bill was constructed by uh, Charles. No, I'm sorry. Well, Charles Schumer was part of it. But the two Republicans who, who did it were uh, James Lankford and Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. Now, even though they created it, what's happening? They're going to vote against it. Mitch McConnell yeah. is going to vote against his own bill and, and Lankford is going to vote against his own bill. He's heading in that direction. Do you yeah. want to know why? Because they won't win their next election. That's what it basically comes down. They're figuring out they have been so lambasted by people like you and I and everybody around the country about how bad this thing is. And I'll tell you what, we won't play it here. I, I retweeted it. Brian Kilmeade from Fox and Friends was a friend of mine. I mean, we actually went on vacation together as families. He has turned out to be an epic POS. He has been on Fox News pushing this bill 
and pushing that Langford is a great guy and everything else like that. Let me tell you what Brian Kilmeade wants. He just wants access. He just wants people to go on his show. So all he cares about, guy just wants to make money, 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 whether it's a book or a show or a radio show or whatever it may be. He just... He just he just wants to make a gazillion dollars. He's so into himself. It's unbelievable. This guy actually sat there on Fox and Friends and told the viewers, listen, it's not that bad of a bill. You know, you got it. You know, got to start somewhere. And he's pushing. He gives he gave Lankford 11 minutes to sell this thing. Lankford telling everybody not more than a day ago how great this bill is. And now he's changing his colors. Is he going to flip it over? This is why these guys, man, excuse my French. I got to say it again. They're all full of shit. All of them, whether they're on television or whether they are on, uh, you know, on, on, on the D.C. Circuit, Senate, Congress, whatever. You know, there's one guy that came out of Fox News, and I don't mean me. I'm talking about employees of, you know, that's 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 decent and good and really doing his job as a journalist. And that's Tucker Carlson, who right now is in Russia, Dennis. Why is he in Russia? What's the speculation? That he is going to interview Vladimir Putin. Going to interview Vladimir Putin. And CNN and every single liberal out there is losing their minds, losing their minds. We won't play the clip for CNN. We've played too many clips already. But let me just let, let, let me tell you how the New York Times describes Tucker Carlson. Let me first tell you about Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson was the number one with no close second show on cable every single night, every single week, every single month, every single year. Number one, okay? This is how the New York Times describes him now that he's gone over to Russia. Less than a year ago, Mr. Carlson was one of the top stars, one of the top stars on cable news as the host of Tucker Carlson Tonight on Fox News, where he was best known for trafficking in white nationalist themes and conspiracy theories. That's how they take Tucker Carlson, that that's what he was. He was pushing white nationalist crap and conspiracy theories. Then on CNN, they called him the leader of MAGA. You know what he's doing? He's going over, Dennis, to talk to Vladimir Putin to get the other side of the story because the only side we freaking get is that of that corrupt piece of crap Zelensky who comes over here with thinking that when he comes over looking like he just mowed the lawn, we're going to be like, oh, wow, what a fighter. What are this? He looks like a two cent freaking I don't car salesman, you know, and then on top of that, always oh, coming over wanting more money. And what do they want to do in this in this bill? Give sixty billion dollars to the freaking Ukrainians. That's more than the U.S. Marines get over a whole lifetime. I mean, this is insane, insane. Who wants to give sixty billion dollars to Ukraine? He, you know, everyone. They're trying to paint it as you know he's a traitor that he's going over to do propaganda. It's not. It's a journalist's job to get all perspectives and sides. If anything, there should be a welcoming of okay. Uh, we've been in this with Ukraine for how long now? Maybe we should see what's really going on. So, you know, the fact that there's going to be holes poked in the narrative that, you know, the Biden administration has laid out about Ukraine or Chuck Schumer, for example, 
you know, I, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see this interview. And, you know, I hope he asks about the bio labs. I hope he asks about, you know, the amount of money that we're giving to Zelensky and how it's not even going to what it's supposed to go to. Yep. And look, I, this is not an advocation for that Vladimir Putin is this, you know, secret great leader. There's a lot of issues with Putin. I wouldn't want him as my president or leader. At the same time, when you have a war that obviously you and I can't go walk to because it's overseas, it's thousands of miles away. We can only see what's being fed to us by those in leadership positions and then video that usually makes its way onto the internet. You know, it's important that Tucker's going over and getting the other side that's going on. And truthfully, I think this interview is probably probably going to be a very big one. And, you know, there's been, he has, as the timing of this recording, he is not back yet from Russia, like he has not come back to the U.S. yet, but already speculations being become rampant that he's going to be arrested when he returns to American soil. That you know his stuff's going to be confiscated as soon as he gets back. So you know, my hope is that this interview does get out and nothing you know comes into intervention. He he's not going to get arrested. First of all, um, I I doubt you're going to see that happen at all. But you know, you brought up Chuck Schumer. Ryan, I want you to play the first 21 seconds of the Chuck Schumer interview with uh, MSNBC to where he warns that if we don't do this border bill, your sons may be fighting in Russia next year. Play the the clip. We're at a turning point in America. This bill is crucial and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine... Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war, and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe in a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. You know, the other thing about the New York Times, Dennis, right? They write, Fox, Fox abruptly canceled Tucker Carlson's program last spring after a series of controversies both on and off air. Mr. Carlson has had a much lower profile from his new perch on Twitter X, where he started his own show last year. That is total BS. Fox News, he would reach three to four million people every single night. Tucker Carlson has 11 million followers on Twitter. Every time he puts out a video, Elon Musk, who has about 125 million followers on Twitter, hits it. Tucker Carlson has got to be the most trending name on Twitter. It's like every time he posts a video, he's trending. He's landing interviews that he didn't get on Fox News. He's been trying to get Vladimir Putin, and he gets Vladimir Putin. He's getting other leaders from around the world. He's out there doing what it is that Fox News should have allowed him to do. He is bigger than ever right now, Tucker Carlson. He just raised, I think it was $15 million to build this company. He's going to have a powerhouse media company, but the New York Times tries to water it down almost as if Tucker Carlson is irrelevant. The only thing more disgusting than that is Charles Schumer trying to scare the person at home that if you don't support the border bill, if you don't support $60 million, your kid is going to go to war with Russia. Let me tell you something. The American people don't want to go to war with anyone, and they certainly aren't going to go to war with Russia. I think what you'll have is people tell Charles Schumer to shove it up his arse. I hope so. Uh, Almost everything he says, I think, needs to be shoved up there because 
anytime Chuck Schumer is fighting for something, I never think it's actually in the fighting of America's best interest ever. So, um, well, last story here before we go, because it sort of kind of ties to what I was just saying here. My bigger concern is that one day we're going to be going to war with China yeah. because we're not going to be able to pay back our debt. China has, I mean, we just talked, uh, we had a show last week about how there's a warning out that China is basically wreaking havoc on all of our technology systems. You know, they can turn off our ability to have electric. They can turn off our nuclear power plants. I mean, they can do cause a lot of havoc. Don't ever forget Joe Biden let them fly a balloon over to get all the technic technicalities they needed about where things are and where things aren't. But with that being said, why need a balloon? You got people on the ground. Dennis has statistics here about Chinese crossing the southern border. What do you have, D? The skyrocketing number of illegal... And this is uh, a special report from Anita, so I'll just read it verbatim. The skyrocketing numbers of illegal alien Chinese nationals coming across the southern border from Mexico into the U.S. is getting so bad that even CBS News is highlighting the problem. Let's see. Uh... Oh, there's a video. Wait, let me step in. Th yeah. th there's a video. Ryan can play the video. Ryan, there's a video right here from 60 Minutes. Elon Musk retweeted it. Uh, I retweeted it. It is 60 Minutes covering the border. And what they explain is that TikTok, you could go to TikTok, 60 Minutes went to TikTok and looked at itself, and TikTok gives step-by-step -step instructions on how to come across the boat, like how to get a how to get a a, 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 a person who's going to traffic you or or smuggle you in, where it is you're going to get smuggled in, where it is you go exactly where you go, which fence you go to, which will give you the best transportation through the border patrol, and then what to do when you actually get into the United States, and that's why it seems so orderly. You're getting instructions from Chinese-owned TikTok. Play the video, Ryan. We wondered how all of these migrants knew about this particular entryway into California. The answer was in their hands. Oh, you learned on TikTok. Yeah. TikTok is a social media platform created in China. The post we found had step-by-step -step instructions for hiring smugglers and detailed directions to that hole we visited. We were struck by just how orderly and routine it all seemed. The migrants walked about a half mile down a dirt road and waited in line for U.S. Border Patrol to arrive so they could surrender. So here's that uh, statistic from the CBS report. Over four days, we witnessed nearly 600 migrants, adults and children, pass through U.S. soil unchecked, all stemming from China, with a few also coming from India, Vietnam, and Afghanistan. And CBS also details that the issue with these Chinese illegals coming in, um, especially for deportation for them, is that China never wants them back. If you leave China to go as a, an illegal, at least if you're not going as a spy, uh, they, they don't want you back in the country whatsoever, even deportation-wise. So, you know, when you get an influx here, yeah, according to the, the Department of Justice, last year, 55% of Chinese migrants were granted asylum. That's 50, that's half of Chinese illegals. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the deal, right? So if I'm the president of the United States, I'm calling up Xi, and I'm saying, oh, you don't want back these people? Okay, guess what? 
for every person I have to keep, knock a billion dollars off what I owe you. It's a billion dollars a person. Now, it's not unreasonable because we basically let Iran, what did we give Iran? $6 billion for five, uh, five prisoners that they had. So every billion dollars that I owe you, take it off a billion for each one of these people that I keep, and that's how we'll wipe it out or take them back. Now, here's the thing. This is not about Chinese leaving China because they don't like China. You said it yourself right there. This is about spies. You mark my word, it may not happen in my lifetime, but it will absolutely happen in your lifetime. You are going to wind up seeing these people are all giving birth to Chinese people who are now U.S. citizens, and they are always going to be having their allegiance to their mother country, which is China. Because if they don't, the relatives that are still in China back at home will be murdered. And you watch. In the same way that the Chinese manipulated our 2020 election, which I absolutely believe they did, whether it's through manipulating the news, manipulating the votes, I don't know the answer for certain, but I know they did. I know it in my heart. They could manipulate the elections, so this way we wound up getting a Chinese president. You watch it. Again, won't happen in my lifetime, probably happen in your lifetime, definitely in your kid's lifetime. The only other thing that we wanted to cover here before we left was there was an amazing thing that you had told me about what happened in El Salvador. Let's hit that real quick. Yeah, I mean, even from that previous report, um, you know, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but Nayib Bukele, he's the... um, uh, elected president of El Salvador. And even in that report I read, Anita had included it like a year or year or two ago on a interview with Tucker Carlson of all people. You know, he pointed out the demise of the U S is going to happen within. And this is no the president of El, of El Salvador. Salvador. Now I take his word for it because since he got elected, he opened up a awesome supermax prison that basically is now housing like 95% of all the gang members in El Salvador He's decreased crime and the murder rate exponentially by like 90%. And he just won re-election basically in a landslide. He won 87% of the vote compared to the, the leftist that was going against him. Um, and of course, you know, the U.S. reaction, Anthony Blinken, Ilan Omar, someone whose allegiance is to Somalia, not the U.S., um, they're all worried about him winning because they think he's anti-democratic and he's doing more harm to the country than good, even though the results clearly show that he has been fantastic for the country. So, you know, props to El Salvador. They actually uh, cracked down on the crime there. In Ireland, there were videos yesterday all over Twitter X um, where the the people of Ireland are taking to the streets because they're tired of the immigration. Uh, We've seen what's happened to the U.K., UK used to wind up being it looked a lot like uh, uh, looked like a lot like America. Uh, I'll use uh, Adams Adams' words. It was a lot of vanilla, and now I don't know what you would call it. I don't know if you call it chocolate. Why don't we just call it what it is? Now you got a lot of Middle Easterners, Muslims over in the UK, and the UK is upside down. It's not even the same place it once was, and the same thing is happening to Ireland, and the Irish are getting pissed. Around the world, people are tired of it. They don't want this multiculturalism in their countries. It doesn't work. It never works. It never will. And if for one reason only, uh, that alone of religion, you know, you're not going to melt people who believe in Jesus 
and people who believe in Allah. You're not going to get us to be able to, to, to see eye to eye, not at all, because I say one thing about Allah not being, you know, God, and all of a sudden I'm the infidel, and now I got my neighbor wanting to chop my head off. I mean, how do you, how do you live together with that? So when you look at El Salvador and that this guy just got reelected in such huge numbers, uh, it tells you that people are fed up. And if President Trump can get through these next 10 months, if he can somehow get out of all the attacks that the left, the courts, the media is trying to put on him, he will get reelected. And if he gets reelected, boy, is it going to be a lot of fun to watch. Last word goes to you. I I hope he gets reelected. Uh, I kind of agree with you in terms of Biden making it all the way to November. I just don't foresee it. So uh, maybe that big event might be happening happening sooner in the year than than expected. Well, if it is going to happen, if it is going to happen, if Biden's going to be removed, they better do it soon. They're running out of time. Uh, in fact, today, uh, Tuesday, is a primary. Nobody even, nobody's even talking about it. You got stuff going on in Nevada. You know, Nikki Haley's still holding on. She's like the quarterback who wins the Super Bowl and thinks that she's going to win another five Super Bowls and winds up retiring a loser. Anyway, that's it for us. Don't forget, buy one, get one free. DMLCBD.com slash pet ends tomorrow. Also, if you don't have the DML News app, I don't know what you're doing. you got to download it for free from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. And you just go to uh, tab five if you want to start watching these shows, plus get all the other benefits of a Team DML membership. Uh, you get ad-free news. You get to watch all the videos. You get to be in the chat. You get to get uh, customer service through text messaging. Everything is there. Plus, you also get additional discounts on the CBD. So take a look at Team DML. Uh, it helps us stay in business on top of that. That's it for us. We appreciate Ryan on the back end here. A lot of videos from him today. I thank Denny for doing his thing. Robin's around here somewhere, nice oh. and quiet. You can't even hear him. Oh, behind the chair. There is Behind the chair sleeping. There you go. DMLCBD.com slash bet. Until the next time, may God bless you, your family, our United States, and may he bless Tucker Carlson. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day, everybody. Get the Dennis Michael Lynch podcast every day by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And download the DML News app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store for breaking news, merchandise, films, exclusive content, and Team DML.